0: Hello,
1: and welcome back to the Raining Opinions Podcast. This is Crystal,
0: and this is Carmen,
1: and we are back. Ooh, you might get a a little rhymes out of us today.
0: Uh, (laughs) Carmen
1: been rhyming all morning,
0: okay? (laughs) Listen, It's a sign of my slow uh, mental decline, so it's fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good.
1: (laughs) We shall see. Listen, what are we talking about this morning, Carmen?
0: So I want to talk about our good sis, Monique Hicks. Baby. I want to talk about her because it's been in the news or at least in the uh, black media. Mm-hmm, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, where else it's been. The black um, media. Right. Black, uh, Insta, so black Twitter, black, black. All things black, right? Yes. So Monique, you know, is at war with D.L. Hughley, okay? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we all know that. Monique has been in the news for various reasons. We've got the Netflix situation that's going on, which originally I was like, Monique need to pipe down. But now that I've kind of reevaluated some things and y'all know, I'll be reading lawsuits in my free time. Uh, Give Monique her things. Netflix. Great. Uh, Hard stop. Then we've got, um, you know, Monique and the black ball situation that's been happening or was happening past tense right with Tyler Perry Lee Daniels and Oprah Winfrey right, right. Mm-hmm. Oprah still hasn't said nothing and why would she she's worth a billion dollars um Tyler has apologized a Jace but not in public and Lee Daniels we know gave Monique an apology but only after Monique's interview with T.S. Madison And, you know, 50 Cent with his petty ass, giving Monique a role on BMF, I believe. And listen, uh, hard stop, new point. 50 Cent is a trash bag, but he makes great television. Hard stop. Let's move forward. Um, (laughs) So, boom. Monique is back in the spotlight, right? Like, whatever black cloud has been over her is dissipating. And then we get to Detroit. Okay, we get to Detroit and Monique goes on this rant on stage for like 10 minutes. I definitely watched it and I have mixed feelings about it, right? Uh, the, the crux of the dispute is who is the headliner, who is the headliner of this Detroit show, because Monique is under the impression that she is supposed to be the headliner, D.L. Hughley is under the impression that he is supposed to be the headliner, what this really boils down to is a miscommunication on the part of the promoters. Like, if we're going to give smoke to anybody, we should be giving it to the promoters. Shout out to the terrible movie called Janky Promoters. Maybe that's the name of the episode. Is that the name of the episode, Janky Promoters? I mean, Maybe. if you blaming the promoters,
1: they had to be janky in that, some way, some form, That's some who we and...
0: should be blaming. Okay. My brain says that's who we should be beefed out with. But Monique went on her rant at DL. right Right. you know he was all sorts of things in that rant right Mm -hmm. he a bitch ass nigga this and a down low nigga that you feel me and my issue with the situation is not that Monique went off because you know I'm always gonna stand on the side of black women speaking their truth because we're often told to just shut up and deal right what I didn't particularly like about the rant was um, it's so easy for Monique to go for the lowest hanging fruit, which is you gay, you down low. And I'm like, well, uh, oh, okay, girl, but you were just on T.S. Madison's show less than six months ago. And if you don't know who T.S. Madison is, um, she is a transgender. Uh, media personality who is funny down. Do you hear me? And it's so great to see her progression from doing the Queen's Court with uh, mm-hmm. Kaya and then just being, you know, just a social media person person all the way up to her now having her own show she's got two shows one on we TV I'm not sure if that one has been renewed or not but she also has her show on Fox soul where she does interviews and she's done a few good ones notably Monique uh she did an interview with tasha K which was interesting and um you know she's really just doing her thing so it looks like you are a hypocrite when you Claim to be an ally, but then when you're upset, you go for this. Jugular is DL download. I don't know. I don't care because I particularly don't care for DL Hughley because he has said on multiple occasions and continues to say very disparaging things about black women. Carmen, what are you talking about? (sighs) I got receipts. Okay, so we all remember Don Imus in the nappy-headed hoe comment. Well, because DL, who I believe is a raccoon, I said it. What? Uh, <laughs> he is a raccoon. <laughs> he is a raccoon. He doubled down and said that, you know, yeah, they do have nappy heads. I'm like, it's so easy for this type of Negro to kick down, right? I always speak about it's easy to kick down, kick down, right? So he was signed with Don Imus with the nappy headed whole comments. He has uh, frequently gone on white media outlets to say that black women are angry for no reason, but we're not see he DL Hughley just like Steve Harvey who's also a raccoon y'all want to be in white spaces okay because Steve Harvey is also the same guy who told black men they have dress that they don't look presentable you know what I'm saying so beside the point I've done a lot of talking that is the synopsis uh Oh, let me also add this so it came down to contracts right we saw there was a contract mm-hmm. war that was going on on instagram uh monique showed her contract d.l hugley produced a deal memo crystal we work in law uh monique uh, document had some signatures on it and uh d.l hugley had an ios press release so um <laughs> Those deal memos don't show a lot of weight. And for those who are saying that Monique's contract isn't valid because it didn't also have DL's signature on it, that's not how contracts work. If I'm working for, if me and Crystal are working for McDonald's, we both have different employment agreements. You right. see what I'm saying? There's nothing that's going to have all three of our names on it. So folks who are saying that, that's not that's not how contracts work. Monique will have her contract with the venue and the promoters and Dio will have his contracts with um, the venue and the promoters. OK, also those who are saying that it's weird that she has her contracts on letterhead. That's actually very common because if this is the industry that I work in. I'm going to have my template contract and I'm going to send it to whomever. And then we can make edits from there. Why? Because this contract has terms that are favorable for me. Right. The ball, you know, what I want is there and then we can we'll work from that. So that is also not uncommon for people to submit contracts uh, on their letterhead. Okay, so boom. So Monique's got some signed stuff. DL Hughley's got some unsigned stuff. We see um, some schedules that look very different. Again, this is boiling down to janky promoters. But what I think ultimately is happening is DL and Monique have had beef for a minute. Okay, they have had beef for a minute. And I think that for Monique, and I don't want to speak for her, but I can empathize. I've worked this hard to get back. I've been reached out to, to do a show, to headline, and then this shit happens. You see what I'm saying? Do I agree that whatever uh, squabble that she had with DL should have been handled backstage? (sighs) Sure, sure. But at the same time, comedians use real life as their material. Now, should the rant have gone on for 10 minutes? I'm not so sure about that. But I think that Monique is getting a lot of flack because people just don't like her. And why don't people like her? Carmen will say it's because she's a fat black woman, dark skinned black woman. And that automatically means that you're what? Aggressive, difficult, hard to work with. So, I think that she's getting um, the short end here. So, the, I, I've, I've rambled a lot. Crystal, what say you?
1: Okay. I just can go back to the raccoon comment, right? <laughs> For a second, <laughs> I was imagining a rodent in your trash can at night, <laughs> until I heard the coon part stand out yes. a little bit, and then I'm yeah. like, okay, there I understand you. And then this made me flashback to our old episode, Coon and Camouflage. Uh, mm-hmm. it should have been called Coon and Camouflage, <laughs> it but it was, been. it was called Mo Money, right? Um, uh-huh. because we were talking about you know how Netflix was really. Monique gaslighting us, you know, to feel mm-hmm. in her womanness and our womanness that this is for the women. And and a portion I can say yes, yes, maybe a portion of that was true. But ultimately, mm-hmm. she needs to line her pockets, and that's only right, right? Because yeah. she's a comedian and she's funny and she deserves. Okay, I'm not gonna argue with Monique. I've long said I like Monique. I still like Monique, but yeah. I do not like this Monique that cannot, cannot 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 keep her nose clean and listen 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 while I hear you like yeah she's getting a bad deal she's definitely getting a short end of a stick but how many times do we have to hear this story with Monique and is she being set up after this many times or is this who she is like I I feel like we kind of have to fold our hands and just observe at this point because Monique is constantly in this situation and when do we say it's you sis you know we long had to tell Tamar hey girl that's you that's you baby mm-hmm. it's you right so when do we tell Monique because <sighs>
0: Tamar because, it is in fact you sis <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know when do we tell Monique hey it's you it's, uh, it's large part you right yeah there are mm-hmm. a lot of factors where I do think people just be coming together and, you know, rallying rallying against Monique because she is who she is. She's a boisterous, bold black woman, right? <clears throat> and I yeah, she's dark skinned, a Jace, okay? And um she's fat a Jace. Like she started off fat. She's not fat no more. She's just curvy at this point. Um like she's done a lot of work to like chisel mm-hmm. her bod. Right? And she's an older woman. So there's some things that's not going to ever be that tight again. But she's beautiful and she rocks everything she has going for her. I am a, a Monique fan. Right? So I did not do as much research as you in regards to this story. But when when it was introduced to me, it looked like D.L. He was put on first and he brought Monique on. So it was D.L.'s D. request for Monique to even be a part of it. Right? And so... I guess the way it was presented, it seems as though if he was brought on first, he's going to be the headliner. Why would she assume she would be? But then again, I do believe these are things that should be clarified and thought through for no room, no room for error in contracts, in conversation, in whatever engagement y'all had between each other. Now, as far as what she did on stage, she's Monique at this point. I'm not going to tell her what she shouldn't should not do. She's a comedian; she speaks her mind. I feel like this is the way hey, she moves. I did I not want. It. I I I enjoyed the tele the the, the the televised conversation between her and Steve Harvey. Um, I guess I would have loved a televised conversation with her and D.L. Hewley. This was a televised rant, and it didn't mm-hmm. seem like she had a full a uh, view of what actually went down and then she started double doubling down and you know scandalizing his name pretty much so it's just like monique boo
0: why are you so i eager mean i, I feel, I feel your point because as long as um as long as dave chappelle can make transphobic jokes and still get netflix deals um Monique should be able to say whatever she wants. Does it look good? Absolutely not. But what's good for the goose got to be good for the gander.
1: No, like I'm, I'm not. I'm never gonna come against Monique and say anything. But you've already made the point for Monique as far as like don't be their ally and then use it as a mm-hmm. slur later because then it mm-hmm. makes you it makes you more the coon and camouflage right it makes you yeah. more the person that is hiding your hand and just making moves for your own personal benefit not as the large movement for black women but just for you monique and and i'm just saying like it is just i cannot sleep on the fact that she's had so many issues with so many people and much like you said as much as much work as monique has put in just to clear her name just for so people to see her for who she is why does she so eagerly easily get involved in the trash and the problem having like steer away from this Monique like she can have her say she can say what she want but for me and the Monique that I want her to be I don't I I hate to see it this almost feels like you know these like the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's and like hey why y'all keep interacting in this BS be who you are you know be the, the shining star that you are like quit being distracted and I feel like we see Monique's distraction. Yeah. She always gets caught up in the dirt and just be the great comedian that you are, and quit letting all this behind-the-scenes stuff muck up your name. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Like we could talk about, we could talk about all the other comedians and the crap they get away with, but the reality of it is, regardless of who wants to admit it or not, men and women are treated differently here. They mm-hmm. just are. It's unfortunate. Men feel like they get the short end of the deal. But I'm trying to figure out where, well, like, give me the um the microscope, please, so I can identify and see. Because I do see it a lot where black women have to work so much harder to even gain the notoriety. And, Lord Jesus, let's not talk about the maintenance of the notoriety. You hear me? So, it's a tough call. I'm yeah. going to go down saying I will remain a Monique fan. I just want to see less of the mess with her name. Yeah.
0: It. Yeah, I want to. Um, I also want to say that. I can only imagine how hard it is to be a woman in the comedian space. Oh, my God. I can oh only imagine. My God. But I also don't want us to skim past the fact that men like DL and men like Steve Harvey are for self. Okay? Um
1: I think that's I think that's a known fact.
0: Um
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a known fact. I think I think Steve Harvey has long shown his hand and everybody wanted to clown him for it. And I think the only reason we were mad at Monique is because she's still trying to pretend to be for the people. And I feel like as a woman, it, you're not encouraged to be for self, but that's your industry. As comedians, mm-hmm. y'all not going on stage as like a a, a sketch show. You're going on stage yes. as you, a one man show, a one, mo- a one woman show. So it's okay to be for self because you are literally the talent. Okay, you are the talent. So I don't understand why anybody else would see it any other way or pretend it's any other way. Right? Be who you are. Don't be trying to bring the group Monique bring you. Okay? And if somebody has a problem with it, you can point to that. Like nobody else is asked to bring all the black women on their back as a comedian. Yeah, I'm not asked to bring all the black men on y'all back as male comedians. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, let me be who I am. And I don't even need to shy away from it. And I think the only thing, when I I called her a coon in camouflage, it was because it's like this this pretending to be for the people when it's not even possible at this point. All the people don't share your beliefs, Monique. You know, like how many times are you dragged through the mud on the social media streets because of your individual opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you, don't pretend, To be about anything but you. And Sean. Stay away from the dirt. And do your thing. And I promise at some point. At some point. Because they can't stop you. You will get what you deserve. That's all.
0: Yeah. uh, Do you think. uh, So Monique said that. (laughs) DL opened for. The Kings of Comedy. And she closed for the Queens of Comedy. I couldn't tell you none of DL jokes, but I remember a lot of Monique's jokes. Does that say anything?
1: Uh, I'm to me, in my opinion, Monique is definitely a bigger comedian than DL. In yeah. my opinion, in my humble opinion, um I didn't follow DL's uh career as closely, okay? Yeah. So did he work more? Did he work? I couldn't tell you because I didn't follow him. You know, like when I got introduced to DL, he was one of those um, heckling comedians. So Mm -hmm. I noticed that he uh, clowned the audience a lot. So I didn't personally like that. I want you to have your material and I want you to deliver your material because I like the comedian storytellers. right? Right. I like people who can cohesively put something together and make it funny. DL didn't give that to me early on when I was young and coming up and looking for comedians to watch. So I didn't follow him. So and I don't personally I'm not a DL fan today.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm not a DL. He's not he's not a good comedian to me. And um, I don't and I
1: don't follow his um social platforms. Like he can't me speak either. to anything that I'm, I'm looking to hear. So like I mean, Monique, hands down for me is who I'm rooting for. And this, it it in the comparison of the two. So I just, I just hate that she gets, she gets to add somebody, um, unimportant to her list of people to hate on her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I do think that there are a lot of conversations being had about Monique behind her back, and that, um, uh. guides people in how they treat her I do think that that is a reality that is happening um but unfortunately she's not doing her herself any favors to uh combat that but what I want Steve Harvey to do just just stay in your lane and be over there and
1: Um, Steve Harvey must have said something in regards to this particular situation because his name has been brought up several. He did, you know, he
0: did, and he came up, and you know, he says all of his the things that he says on the (laughs) Steve Harvey Morning Show, (laughs) you know, and he's speaking on a contract that he didn't have a copy of, which I didn't appreciate, you know, speaking about you know co-headlining and this, this this. Well, unless. DL gave you a copy of something that he didn't post online, th- then you just need to s- stay over there with Family Feud. The one thing I will say is a, a thing that will, that-, that isn't in Monique's favor is that, you know, Steve Harvey has his platform, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, syndicated morning show. DL Hughley also has his own uh, radio platform, wherever it streams. And Monique, you just got your your Instagram, so if so, the, their narrative is going to go a lot further, a lot faster than yours. Well, truth listen, not truth. No, you know what true. I'm saying. It's
1: very true. But Monique had a radio show. Um, like did but she she did back in the day. She, she had one um, earlier two thousands
0: for like a hot second. I remember. Yeah, she did, and
1: I and I listened to it a lot, and I think you know it's like. They monique is somebody they punish her swift and fast, baby she yeah. her hair be spinning, so it's almost like you have to know
0: that it's the way
1: Monique goes mm-hmm. about like defending herself.
0: she burn it down, I can relate yeah
1: that. <laughs> that hurts her the most. I don't think people are saying Monique doesn't get to be hurt and her feelings doesn't get to be hurt. I think they're asking her to do it differently. And I don't and I don't know how to like I'm not somebody that says you don't get to be hurt the way you're hurt, but I am somebody that says, sis, if it's ultimately hurting your goal, <laughs> mm-hmm. figure that out. And I don't know what that looks like, but figure something out because you should not be punished because of the way you handle your grief. Yeah. And your and your issue. Like there has to be an in between to where you get you get it off your chest, but you still you're still successfully lucrative and you still get to do your business and you still get to have all the things you deserve right it's like she Mm -hmm. self-sabotages career sabotages and if you put something else in front of her she gonna figure that out too and i hate that for Monique because she she's been around for so long she deserves so much more than she gets and i agree like they she should never she should have never had the conversation where she was blackballed but Like, or she should never had the conversation where Netflix was shortchanging her. She should have worked it out in her benefit. But like when sis is mad, she, she lets it all hang out and we get to have emotions. I just want us to have emotions smarter than what we do. So we still get to make our money and we don't, we don't block that.
0: One more question. Okay. Do you think that Monique's husband is doing her a disservice?
1: Disservice all day. Um, I feel like stuff stuff started falling apart when he came in there. I think the only good thing you could say that he was in on was maybe her Academy Award. But other than that, it's been a downfall ever since and even that came with problems. So I think he's a disservice. I think I think while he benefits her in some ways, I think in her career she shouldn't have had a husbander. Mm.
0: The only, uh, Yeah, I, and maybe that's another conversation for another day. Like, should family be involved in your business? Uh, and, and and whatever that business dynamic is, opening up a laundromat or you being my fucking manager for my music career or whatever, like...
1: I think that's one role that's extremely hard to maintain. Because
0: you can't remain objective. You, can't. you see what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: I think it's too hard... And I think it's harder on the women trying to balance it all, and mm-hmm. it's like you—they're your manager, and so you don't get to be the client with your husband because he's always gonna hold that over you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like if this is not a re- a relationship like Ty, where we're married, I get to speak my mind and you just get to be mad at me. But like when you're married, you gotta still respect that main title while they're trying mm-hmm. to manage your career. And I just think it's so, such a blur, just it's too blurry, too blurry of a line to maintain. And nobody should have to stress in that role. Like as someone's client, because you're a talent, you should be able to express everything you need to without any, you know, question on how they're going to feel about it. Like if they don't want to be your manager, them all fine, y'all still going, you you, you going to find somebody else. But in this case, it's like, I'm not your manager anymore, and I'm not gonna be your husband or either. It's like, what the hell? Like, how do you, how do you tell, how do you tell that lie? And It's stupid to me. I think it's awful. I think he's doing her disservice, and that's how I feel. Period. What you think?
0: She need to, he need to just be a husband. That's all. He needs to just be because he can't stay neutral. You need someone that's going to be able to look at things in black and white and yeah. be able to take their emotion out of it, because when your spouse or partner or whatever your relationship dynamic is when that person is acting on your behalf. We also have to take into account what are Sydney's motives? Because if it was for the betterment of his wife, I think he would tone it way the fuck down. I think that there's a control issue that's going on here and I, uh, Monique get a new manager Get a new manager
1: Start start there Monique Start, start there that New manager that, Something I think random that would, I think that would do a lot of help there What's the random thing
0: Something random Did you hear about this lady who tossed her boyfriend uh, Mama ashes into a lake
1: She did that because
0: <laughs> He cheated
1: So he just She just do his whole bomb in the lake
0: A Fort Worth woman has been charged with abuse of a corpse after throwing her Mm -hmm. boyfriend's mother's ashes into Lake Worth.
1: So this is what I'm talking about. This is actually not (laughs) random. This is it's very um, cohesive to the topic. Like, it, it really it really works here because it's like the things you do when you're emotional that don't make no goddamn sense. And if there is a flimsy law in place that they can hold against you, then you need to think twice, This, But you was so angry. You do the first evil thing, and you actually took action. So whatever they do to you because you can't control yourself and do better, you deserve, okay? Now, whoever t- don't his mama ain't had nothing to do with it. In fact, she's dead. But because, <laughs> <laughs> because they sitting there, you gonna take it out on her?
0: She tossed that lady in the lake. Do you hear me? But see, do you
1: understand? Like that's the equivalent to what Monique be doing when she mad. Like she, she, I mean, she, she jump on the the first thing she can because she mad. And and it's like, look, like that's the foolish thing to do,
0: baby. <laughs> Oh my God! Sorry like, to that woman because she was chilling and man, now she's fish food. Listen. And you know, just from just from a um, from a like karmic and like spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. I don't think you should have did that. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you don't know what kind of juju finna be coming back your way, baby well, that's girl. Why she, that's why she
1: finna go to jail. And listen, like. <sighs> that was just love- <laughs> that was so evil. That was so evil of her like while I'm laughing, like say for instance I had any type of loved one that I had their ashes and somebody did so I'm going to act like they did something to a living person. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to act like they did something to a living person because if you're the type of person that feels like that's what you want to have as a memory of a loved one then I mm-hmm. think that's, like, mad disrespectful. Yeah. And, like, since you got to be better than what you are, like, I mean, you could have discreetly put, like, some dust in there. I feel like it's equally evil. But you would have known <laughs> and he wouldn't.
0: Listen, if it's gotten to this point, I always feel like when <laughs> when I see people be jumping out the window behind, like, cheating the magnitude at which you react lets me know that this ain't the first time, right? You don't just jump to tossing some ashes into the lake. so don't that just that, bust
1: windows I call.
0: Right. Us. So that makes me like, why are you still there? Like what what's keeping you there? Cause if you got to do all of this, it ain't worth it. And now you didn't call the charge and I'm sure he's going to, um, pursue this to the fullest extent, and, the now fullest ass, extent. You finna and now your ass you're going be now you sitting up in the county his
1: action like he now he now now would he have sex with the other woman he gonna he gonna longer the stroke you hear me because he mad at you crystal
0: is stupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he gonna extend that long stroke because he pissed golly you you know what i listen what's wrong with these people in this world Oh, my God. Oh,
0: God. She's stupid for real. Okay. (sighs) Okay. 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 Let's put a bow on Monique and DL. Listen, Monique, (gasps) your beef should be with the promoters. I do not want to negate all of the fucked up things that DL has probably said to and about you. You know, you handle that, you know. You know on the zoom call or whatever you want to do right your beef your public beef needs to be airing out these promoters if in fact they told the two of you two different stories in an effort to get you both on the ticket okay
1: 100 percent
0: uh D.L. Hughley watch your motherfucking mouth when it comes to black women because it's so easy for you to talk shit and I'm like but you married to a black woman but then again like you've also done some fucked up shit to say a black woman And you also did some fucked up shit to uh, your side, baby mama, too. But anywho, you need to just do better and be a better person. And Steve Harvey, just be on Family Feud. That's that's literally all we need you to do. Okay? All right. I I got a letter. Unless you got something else. What you got? I was just
1: going to say, like, everybody do better. And, you know, like... I don't know how I feel about, you know, not speaking on people because they're black women, but I I do understand, like, it's sensitive. And if it's not what, like, love and actually betterment, then I guess do less of it, you know? Like, if you're not really trying to improve these people and really, and you don't want the best for them, like, keep your mouth on them if you just mad and you hating. You know, like, that's the thing in the nutshell. Because it's like, it's really hard to differentiate at this point. Mm -hmm. But I'm not absolving anyone from wrongdoing, like, I just want her to stay out of trouble.
0: Yeah, (laughs) agree. All right. Just keep your head down until they start taping for the new season and just make your coin. And, you know, that's all you can do. All All right. Let's get to this letter so we can get out of here. All right. All right. Help. I'm a white person who's tired of working on diversity initiatives at work. How do we feel about DEI? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) before we get into the letter, how do we feel about DEI? Is it doing anything when it comes to workplace relations for uh, BIPOC and uh, LGBTQIA plus?
1: I want to say it's necessary, right? Because- Mm -hmm. Y'all won't let y'all kids learn it so y'all might as well but y'all don't want to learn it so it's like y'all y'all are closed-minded at all efforts. So, I mean, it is a, a waste of company money if y'all are not going to honestly open-mindedly approach this stuff, you know? So, that's my thing.
0: Yeah. My only issue with, uh, DEI initiatives is I give them massive side eyes when those initiatives are led by white men or white women. I'm like, what the fuck do you know about what well, minority groups Well, I mean, it's who need? they
1: gonna listen to. Cause like, honestly, like they don't listen. They not, they going they gonna shut down when it's a black person. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta you gotta feed them. Make it palatable. You know, yeah, you gotta make it palatable. That's the thing. That's the that's the thing that has to be.
0: But isn't that counterproductive if we supposed to be talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion?
1: But it's unfortunate. <laughs> that's just the way they
0: are. <laughs>
1: it's so unfortunate it's the way they are like they they will pick everything we say apart so they won't hear crap because they was busy picking it apart right and then when you when you you put their equal in front of them and they're telling them or whatever they still mad they actually get pissed off but like they probably hear more of it than they don't when they listen to somebody black trying to tell them because they picking us apart
0: if you have not read uh White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, I highly recommend it. Yeah. But let's get to this white person that's tired of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. let see what her personal issue <laughs> is. <laughs> All right, here we go. I work for a large national nonprofit. About 95% of the clients we serve are people of color, while about 60% of the staff are people of color. I am white and possess underrepresented identities, obviously related to race. For the past year and a half, I have spent about 50% of my time working on, working on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. I engage in this work nearly every day, running and project managing large national in, initiatives to attract and retain employees of color and to address racist incidents that have occurred in our nonprofits past. I am so ashamed and embarrassed to say this, but I am getting really burnt out at work and working on these initiatives is contributing to that. I engage in so, so many conversations about retaining people of color, increasing their pay, engaging in, quote, stay conversations with them being flexible with their hours and work location to ensure they stay with the organization and no one is having these conversations with me. I, con- I constantly hear things like we need to make sure there are people of color in the finalist pool uh, for jobs that are posted or she interviewed well, but we really want to hire a person of color for this role. And between that and hearing about how damaging white employment <laughs> and how damaging white employees are, I feel like I'm no longer wanted at this organization. No Mm -hmm. one is checking in to see how I'm doing or ensuring that I want to stay. Meanwhile, my administrative work is really the backbone of making sure these employee of color centered initiatives are even getting off the ground in the first place. I know it's so important that our organization reflects the clients we serve. But I'm on the verge of quitting to work somewhere whiter because hearing all day, every day about how we don't really want to hire white folks, if possible, as I spend hours of overtime on DEI related tasks is taking a toll on my self-esteem and self-worth. I know I'm being overly defensive and taking this too personally. But I can't help it. Do I have... Do you have any ideas on what I can do to fix these feelings within myself,
1: okay? I just i listen i you know what i I understand, okay? you do a lot of work, right, and I feel like most of your work is telling you for whatever reason, your work tells you that you know you're the problem, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you have to work so you can be the answer to help black people get into these jobs and make sure they're happy and all this other stuff and i I understand like you know i'm not gonna be unreasonable i understand you you feel a conflict right but i think what you what you would the simple thing that you would need to do to you know feel differently about your position is understand that that's the reality of the world that we live in there's there's so much that was done to where this even needs to be a role right now if you don't find the joy in it you know assist them in finding someone who is brand new to this and would actually eat it up and love it and make the difference and enjoy making a difference and, and understand their role on the daily it makes a difference and will not take it, take it, take it as personally as you are right to where you're mm-hmm. going in the opposite direction. Sounds like you're burnt out. Sounds like you're tired. Any job will do that to you, anyone. So, you know, go ahead and put in your resignation and, Hopefully they find somebody better suited with the grace and the energy for this role. That's what I say. Because I'm not I'm not gonna be like you're wrong if I feel in that way. People gonna feel what they feel. What you think, Carmen?
0: Um how dare she? I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I see? Goddamn like, welcome to the club. This is how people of color feel literally everywhere else in this world. Right. Literally everywhere else in this world. We heard, or I heard at least, um, Wells Fargo was in hot water a couple of weeks ago because they were interviewing black candidates for jobs that had already been filled just to show that they are diverse or attempting to be diverse in their hiring practices. Oh, um, there's
1: a bank in this world that you should not give your
0: money. Listen <laughs> to <laughs> Your money out of that bank because it's trash. Take your money out of that bank because it's garbage. Sorry. Right. um, <laughs> Sis, like I feel you, but then I don't at the same time because at the top of the letter you talked about this particular nonprofit profit having a really problematic past um, and maybe I feel like they are trying to hyper correct in a way uh, from a legal perspective I hope they don't get themselves in trouble for like discriminatory hiring practices but at the same time <laughs> everyone has discriminatory hiring practices so I mean yeah. you know what's good for the goose must be good for the gander I think that I agree with um, with crystal here, either speak up for yourself or move around. Yeah. Okay. You got to shit to get off the pot, sis. I know it sucks. And I know that white feelings are fragile. Um, but they're
1: still feeling. <laughs> they're, um, <laughs> no, in her regard, nonetheless, like, I'm, not, I'm not going to, yeah, just in she her has regard, feelings. Yeah. She yes. has to speak up for herself. You have and, to. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Speak, speak up for yourself. Or or move around and I think like I say, I feel like this organization is attempting to correct and so they just don't see you right now, sis. They just don't see you. They just need the work done so that uh the optics of this nonprofit can be better so that they can get more funding, right? Yeah. But if this is really like depleting you on a level that is not sustainable, put in your two weeks, baby and guess what all of this work that you've done for these initiatives you will be able to put all of that on your resume you'll be able to cap, uh, put all of those metrics in your cover letter and you will be just fine because You're fine. You, you white <laughs> and you are all right
1: all right listen, so listen you know, let me tell you why I can relate to her right so um I work with a lady who has um recently got a foster kid Mm-hmm. Or adopted a kid, right? Adopted, because it's different, mm-hmm. right? Adopted a kid. And um, she speaks of, like, all the things that they not, they have in place to, you know, set the child up for success. And then they even have things set up for them, for them to be, you know, successful parents, right? So they have these things to where I think every now and again you can send your child to um, a, another um family for like a week or so to give you a break because this is new to you this is not something you're used to you know you're adjusting to this child this child's adjusting to you imagine the stress right so first, as a parent who, you know, has to have my child all the time, who stresses I'm, me out. I look, I'm I'll glad they like, well, had have
0: cameras because my face total fuck up right now. I'm like, what, where do I see
1: my child for a week, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so then they have like, you know, of course, they do counseling for these new parents. Of course, the child has counseling. All this stuff is built in, right? And then like, there's like other stuff in place, you know, like with the schools and there's like a lot of resources, for these adopted and forced foster kids. And that's amazing. But then you're just like, but what about these children that we have (laughs) and we keep, right? right? And, and And that's the equivalent for me because it's so hard not to see the perks that are in place because of the lack, you know, and understand like the difference because the situation that you have didn't start with the lack, right? And it's so easy to compare and contrast and feel shorted, but y'all have to remember that you did not have this crippling lack, mm-hmm. and all the resources put in place are necessary just for them to survive. Okay, to be okay, to be some kind of some kind of way vindicated in their struggle, you know, so yeah. that it all works out. And it's so easy
0: to get lost.
1: Oh, all the resources in place, all of this, all of that. What about me? Will Girl, you...
0: what's the nonprofit so we can put their ass on blaze?
1: Listen, because honestly, <laughs> honestly, you they, they, they are abusing something here. And you mm-hmm. got to be able to speak up and say, I work damn hard to make sure y'all are good. Y'all going to take care of me y'all gonna worry about y'all gonna since we make people comfortable about where they go to work i also want to be made comfortable as it's something i am in charge of i'm gonna make sure i benefit from these perks as well because we care so much right Mm -hmm. okay so like work the system don't let it work you okay um what else Anything else because I feel like it's so easy Make the
0: money, don't let it make you. Well
1: I mean she talked about (laughs) the job. They not they paying her like she forget that you know black people didn't get paid at some point. Uh, mm. But <laughs> hey listen, we're just we're just trying to keep I mean, you it, it, humble,
0: right? And you also have to ask yourself a question. Yeah, closed mouths don't get fed. I mean, yeah. you see where all the bones are buried, baby. I'm gonna need some coinages, okay? Because we handing out raises left and right, so that we look like we're doing the right thing. Do the right thing by me too. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So at the end of the day, sis. Your feelings are valid. They are. Can I empathize with them? Not so much because I'm a black woman in America, yeah. but I get it, right? So, should sure it get off the pot, sis? That's all I got for you.
1: That's it. That's all. Do we have anything else?
0: <laughs> I don't have nothing else. I think that's it.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys for listening.
0: Until next time. Uh, bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Raining Opinions Podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Raining Pod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at reigningopinionspod at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the opinions flowing. Rain on.